You're listening to South Niagara Conversations, a podcast presented by the South Niagara Chambers of Commerce, along with 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM. Here are your hosts, Dolores Fabiano and Chris Burns. Well, good morning and thanks to everyone who's joined us for our South Niagara Conversation Series. For those of you who are tuning in from afar, we represent the communities of Fort Erie, Niagara Falls, Fort Coburn, Waynefleet, Welland, and Pelham. We're located in Southern Ontario, a wonderful place to live, work, and play. This morning, Chris Burns, owner of 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM, joins me as co-host. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Dolores. Thanks for inviting me here. Yes, always a pleasure to have you in the seat right next to me, virtually. I uh, I also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Small Business Enterprise Center, City of Niagara Falls. <laughs> They're great supporters of our chamber and of our local business community. Chris, this morning we're gonna we're gonna continue with our conversation on the incredible development that's happening in all of our municipalities across South Niagara. It seems that uh, all of our cities and towns are are booming and uh, we want the details. So Chris, let's get to it. Who do we have joining us this morning? Well, Dolores, this morning, uh, we welcome Daniel Turner, who's the Economic Development Officer for the town of Fort Erie. Now this border community certainly had its share of challenges over the past few years. But, you know, I highly encourage you to take a drive uh, through this beautiful town and see all the cool things that are happening. So, Daniel, welcome. And to get us started, can you give us a, a little bit of a description uh, of, of that area? Yeah, thank you. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Dolores. Good morning, everyone across the world who's tuning in. So I guess uh, I'll, I'll go a little bit back in time for a moment. Um, and actually, some of this I did pull from uh, from some history websites. So uh, the town of Fort Erie, it was actually the modern settlement of the area was established when a British military fort, Fort Erie, was constructed way back in 1764. And during the American Revolution, it was used as a supply depot for British troops. And about 250 years later, we have the what, what is known as the modern town of Fort Erie here in the beautiful Niagara region. Uh, we are just right along Lake Erie and the Niagara River. Right across the river, you can see the beautiful city of, uh, of Buffalo, New York. Um, but yeah, we are uh, an incredible town that's been growing uh, quite steadily since 1764. And uh, no, I'm just really happy to be able to share as much as I can about uh, about uh, the town that I'm so lucky to call my employer. So we've, um, Fort Erie has had a long, long um, relationship with our U.S. neighbors. And in fact, um, in the summer, correct me if I'm wrong, the population of, of Fort Erie actually doubles. Yeah, I'd say a little bit about that. Yeah, probably about another 10,000 on top of it. And this is uh, pre-COVID years. It's been a little... A little bit less with the uh, with the additional requirements um, uh, to get over the border, such as having the the vaccination status, having the um, the the testing that uh, we've recently heard is now going to be dropped as of April first. But yeah, uh, typically it'd be a, at least another ten thousand that we'd receive every summer from Buffalo and, and other areas in the in the states. Yeah, I, I guess people don't realize you, you know when you don't grow up in a border community, and so we have four crossings here in in uh, Niagara. Um, there's really no border, right? Like you go across, you, you get your gas, you shop, you go out for dinner, you know, Friday night comes and it's like, well, where do we go? And that border really doesn't exist. Uh, it has for the past two years, <laughs> but prior to that, it really didn't. And we have a lot of um, Americans who come over who own homes here, cottages, and uh, we've got some really great um, facilities that really 
were created for that that population, that community. You know, I'm I'm thinking just off the top of my head, um, the Buffalo Canoe Club, and there's a couple of others. Um, yeah, you can even think about Mather's Arch. Um, I believe Mather was a uh, resident from Buffalo who loved Fort Erie so much. He donated the land uh, that Mather's Arch, that's a Niagara Parks property that's just right by the Peace Bridge down in Fort Erie. Big, beautiful um, uh, scenery that they have there. Um, and yeah, that was apparently donated by an American himself who just happened to love this area so much. Yeah, yeah. So I know that, um, you know, the past two years have been pretty tough with people getting across the border, people getting to their cottages, visiting family and friends. Um, that's, that's changing. And uh, what, what are you anticipating for, for this summer? Well, and it's funny because it's uh, it's hard for a week to go by where I actually don't end up speaking with uh, someone who's from the United States mm -hmm. who has a connection to the town of Fort Erie, whether that's a business investor, uh, someone who has a short term rental within the municipality, or someone who even just has has family connections. Uh, as, as you may know, our department is uh, on top of economic development, also heavily involved with tourism. And I was just speaking with a gentleman who hasn't been here in, in two plus years. The last time was in 2019 who is now planning on coming in April because of the testing requirement being dropped. Now, although, it, I mean, I myself have been lucky enough to be able to go into the States a few times over the last two years following the protocols, um, uh, you know, taking the necessary testing, uh, quarantining when required, but a lot of people haven't wanted to even um, cross that, that bridge, literally, um, unless they really had to. And now that we're getting to the point where on April 1st, the federal government of Canada is now dropping the testing requirement to uh, return back to Canada, only having to show that you're fully vaccinated for um, more than 14 days. I think that we're going to really see a, a huge return to that seasonal population in the town of Fort Erie. From just speaking with this gentleman who hasn't been here in two plus years, I don't think he's, uh, he's not an outlier. I think there really is going to be a lot of people coming back uh, who, who again, haven't been here in years, people that are going to be checking on their cottages that might have a, sure. yeah, a little more storm damage or who knows, who knows what after two years. I know a lot of people do have friends and families that are maintaining their properties over here, but um, and we've already started to see a lot more New York plates as we're driving around, as we're heading to work, uh, going through traffic, just pulling out of my driveway this morning. I saw a car from Buffalo who was friendly enough to wave me on to, uh, to pull <laughs> out as I was on my way out. Um, so I, I'm very confident that we're going to see a huge resurgence of a lot of our American uh, friends and families and visitors making their way back this summer. Yeah. And, and folks don't really realize, um, you know, we, we've got that whole South Coast, you know, shoreline and it's incredible beaches. It's it's a wonderful experience. And we do get a lot of people coming just to experience those those beautiful beaches. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the beaches and, and what's down there and, you know, what beach access might be like for, for people wanting to, um, to, um, to visit them? I, I know it's always a balance between keeping the locals happy and, you know, um, offering that opportunity to people who, who want to experience that. Yeah, and actually, what, what's kind of funny is it was in 2019 that the town of Fort Erie unveiled the newly redesigned uh, Bay Beach down in, in Crystal Beach. And that is that is our, our, I guess you could say, our crown gem when it comes to the beaches that we have um, 
And, you know, I might be biased as, uh, as I work for the town of Fort Erie to say that I think that Crystal Beach is Bay Beach is probably the best beach that we have in, in the entire region. Sorry, Port Colburn and anyone else. Um, <laughs> we won't but, tell Brad. <laughs> uh, but it, it, was, it was unfortunate that we had COVID-19 right after. So for 2020 and 2021, I don't think that beach was able to really reach its, its full appreciation. Um, of course, there was also limits that were imposed based on public health um, protocols at that time uh, set by the province to uh, for us to ensure that we didn't have too many people at the beach at one time. And so what was created were there were actually passes that were uh, designed that were specifically for uh, residents and as well another system that was uh, designed for guests of places like short-term rentals. So there was a residential pass system and a commercial pass system. And on top of that, there was also uh, daily entry that that people could pay to to enter onto the beach. So there, there will be more information coming in the next few weeks about what will be confirmed for this year's uh, beach access and, and protocols. But there have been some uh, proposals of, of what the uh, the season will look like. So from the Victoria Day long weekend until uh, Labor Day weekend, there will be security, uh, I believe, seven days a week on the beach um, between certain hours. Um, not sure just right in front of me what those those hours are, but day, daylight hours that they'll have security there to uh, to ensure that uh, the beach is is uh, is safe to make sure that there's garbage that's picked up to make sure that uh, there's no uh, no no massive gatherings of any sort that could uh, that could raise any alarm bells with public health. Uh, but there will be more information to come on that. And uh, like I said, I know that there's a report coming to council uh, in the next few weeks that will uh, discuss some of these matters in further detail. But I imagine it will be very similar to what we've seen in those last two years. And uh, hopefully now with the border opening um, to, to foreign travelers and with uh, those testing requirements being dropped, we'll probably see a lot more of our American friends be able to come and enjoy this beach, perhaps for the first time if they didn't have an opportunity in 2019. And just uh, just speaking about the closure that we had of the border in 2020 and 2021, it was evident we had a lot of people who discovered this speech from the, for the first time who were from Ontario, mm -hmm. when a lot of the politicians were focusing more on these staycations. Right. We had a lot of people from the GTA who discovered the beach for the first time, people who were looking just for a place to be able to spread out that weren't wanting to stay in, in the, in the, you know, where you're stacked on top of people in Toronto were finding their way down here. And, I've I've speak I've spoken with probably about a dozen different people who have come down here for a visit during COVID that ended up finding a place and moving down here, working remotely, or finding a way to 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 work permanently. I mean, it's a it's a long commute, but it's it's worth if you still have to unfortunately work in Toronto. It's it, I mean, I know gas prices are a whole other animal today, but I think right. there's a lot of people that made that decision to say it's still worth it to live here, and even you know if they have to still work in their previous job elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, so the whole working from home thing, Daniel, you know, it's become more and more important, uh, you know, through this COVID period of time. So tell us what the town is doing uh, to ensure that uh, you solve that broadband problem to meet the, the growing need, because uh, that's, you know, uh, my household, we had myself and my wife both working from home and two kids on computers and, you know, it, it became a challenge. So what's what's the town uh, doing to solve that problem? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to jump in there, Daniel, because I, I know I've told this story before on other podcasts, but when COVID first hit and people were scrambling to set up their home offices, um, you, you know, in Fort Erie specifically, we have a number of our members whose businesses are actually across the border, right? And so they weren't able to go. They were setting up their home offices. 
And lo and behold, um, they had no Wi-Fi. They had no, they, they couldn't work. And initially those first few weeks, they were driving around town trying to find some free Wi-Fi, like just in parking lots. And once we caught wind of it, uh, we opened up our Fort Erie office to those businesses. And so we had a schedule. Um, we had, uh, you know, one of our directors who had a key, who was committed to, to letting people in. It was in a very safe, safe you know, manner that, okay, this is your time slot, go in, check your emails, do your work. They leave, someone else comes in, you know, there's cleaning in between. But had we not been able to provide that opportunity, I don't know what those businesses would have done. And so, you know, Chris makes such a good point. Like this is really critical um, to get a handle on this and make sure that it's it's better. <laughs> so yeah. take it away. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that is a that, that was a great idea. And I know that there's been a lot of organizations that had to find innovative solutions just like that. And what a great resource you were able to share with the business community. Uh, reminds me of uh, there's been the odd time where I've had an assignment that I've had to submit that was quite heavy. I couldn't upload just over my phone. So you'd have the students that would gather around the Tim Hortons parking lot or the McDonald's or the Starbucks to use the Wi-Fi. So, and I've spoken with a few people who've had to do similar things like that uh, during the pandemic. So thinking back, it was, uh, I guess it would have been March and April of 2020 when the pandemic had first hit, we were on complete, uh, I guess, damage control mode at that point, calling each business and finding out what the, what the, what the issues were they were facing. And, and it was a common theme to see that a lot of businesses were having issues with, uh, with maintaining the, the connectivity that they required in order to do, to do their work when they had half their workers that were at home who didn't happen to have the connection they needed in order to, to work the modern, uh, the modern type of businesses that they were running. So this information was, um, was relayed back to, uh, to senior management and ultimately to council and, and Mayor Redekop, uh really, he, he really, he, he actually, he put together the broadband task force that, um, that I've, I've been heavily involved with since then. And our, our, our task was really to find out where in the community are we seeing a divide between those who do and those who do not have internet. And it wasn't as simple as a um, as an urban-rural divide. Now that, that does exist, but there's certain pockets where they do have some connection to internet or some companies are able to access and others where there was just nothing available at all. Even just dial-up was the best option for some areas. So what we did was we actually developed a survey that went to all residents of the town of Fort Erie and another separate survey that went to all of the businesses in the town of Fort Erie to find out, do they have adequate internet access are they looking to upgrade if an upgrade could become available? And it was it was evident to see that there were uh, certain segments of, of the of the population, certain certain areas that really desperately needed to have uh, these uh, these increases to their to their access and speed of internet. And some of the areas that, that come come to mind from that survey were were areas along the waterfront. So I'm thinking along uh, the Niagara River, uh, some places uh, a little bit closer towards Point Abano area that did that had poor internet. We saw these clusters appearing where there were uh, certain areas where they had next to nothing. I mean, at least in some rural areas, they had access to some uh, wireless internet towers. So. Um, there's a few different uh, companies that come to mind. One of them is actually a, a Niagara-based company that's able to, to provide access, but there were still some of these dead zones happening. So taking this data, we actually connected with uh, every telco, that every, every, every internet company in that offers service in the region to find out if there is a way that we can entice them to invest in our community and to, to really to, to close that, that gap and that digital divide. 
And by supplying that that data that we had gathered from the from the surveys that we that we created, we were actually able to to find a partner that was willing to uh, make an application for public funding to to acquire money to invest in the town of Fort Erie to expand broadband. So uh, I was very very happy when I saw that uh, last year. Uh, SWIFT, the Southwest Integrated Fiber uh, Company, was able to uh, allocate, I believe it was $8.8 million of funding to the Niagara region. And those two hotspot areas that we identified through our survey are now going to be serviced. Um, the promise is that Bell will have operations in those area, um, will have the high speed prepared uh, some point later this year. So hope, hopefully by middle of this year, so in the next few months, we'll start to see more people coming online. Um, but uh, just speaking to some of those uh, those entrepreneurs that, that are, were doing work from home, um, this is something that really ideally would have needed yesterday, but are incredibly thankful that should there, you know, knock on wood ever be any sort of a, a pandemic like this in the future, that they're prepared to be able to uh, to keep business going at, at the full speed that they need to uh, right from their comfort of their own home. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we move forward, I don't think we're ever going to go back to, to the way things were. Do you have an idea for a small business? Maybe you're trying to grow a business that you've already started. Whatever the case, the Niagara Falls Small Business Enterprise Center is a community service that is here to help. Offering entrepreneurs the tools to start and grow their businesses, the Small Business Enterprise Center is your one stop for free business information and advice. Serving Niagara Falls and South Niagara, Learn more about how we can help you and your business succeed at niagarafalls.ca slash SBEC. And so, you know, you, you, you mentioned, you know, folks from the GTA moving down here. So I think, you know, people working from home, whether it's full-time or part-time, you know, I, I think that that trend is going to continue where, you know, people are, are at least partially working from home. So I'm, I'm so happy that you guys have been all over it. And it, it, it's kind of a head scratcher now that, you know, two years ago, we, we didn't have internet in, in some, you know, parts of our community. Like it's, it's almost unbelievable that we were that far behind. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see a lot of uh, larger companies that are coming in now to, to service some of those gaps. Like, I'm not sure if you've seen what's happened recently with uh, Elon Musk's company, SpaceX and their yeah. uh, recent venture, Starlink, where they've literally have thousands of, of satellites that are going into space to make a mesh network around the globe to be able to offer internet service wherever you might be on the planet Earth. And I was actually fortunate enough a few weeks ago uh, on my vacation in, in Cape Canaveral, Florida, I got to see one of his rockets launch and put another, I believe, 50 satellites up in that launch. And, and I've actually myself personally have a pre-order for uh, one of their satellites, but I'm not in a priority area because we do have so many other internet companies here. Whereas places that are like, let's say Red Lake, Ontario, or uh, a lot of uh, communities that are a lot more isolated are, are more priority uh, for right now while they ramp up the production of these satellite dishes, receivers. But um, it's just amazing to see these kind of options come out there because even with the traditional um, internet providers that we have, uh, you know, the ones that offer landline broadband, even these uh, wireless services that we're seeing around here, it's nice to know that we have these alternative options as a way to really 
perhaps drive down costs. Just these companies are now knowing that they have this this competitor that's that's breathing down their neck, and, and right. it might even be part of the reason why they're trying to install as much as as they can and invest as much as they can and get these people on their wireline networks before they perhaps might lose them to to these other options that are coming down the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, and I, I'm certainly aware, Daniel. Um, you know, there's a great company here in Niagara. Uh, uh, which is called Enwick, and and I think they purchased the Fort Erie Last Mile Wireless Company, and I know mm-hmm. those uh, that you know those guys have invested a lot in infrastructure. So I think uh, there are lots of more local options, uh, which is great. And like you, I'm also on uh, Elon Musk's waiting list. Uh, I'm not wild about paying US dollars for a product that I could probably get here. So we'll see what happens when eventually uh, we're, we, we have that option to say yes or no. Uh, but, you know, having, having that, that option, you know, no matter where you are in the world, uh, would be wonderful. And, you know, it was great to see him open it up to, uh, you know, the people of, of Ukraine here mm-hmm. over the last few weeks because, you know, that's a, a, a terribly worrying situation. But let's get back to Fort Erie. And you know we're seeing quite a bit of uh, residential growth in the area, and 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 a lot of commercial growth as well. So can, can you tell us a little bit about that and and what the plans are for the future? Because you know when I talk to uh, real estate agents in in, in Fort Erie, um, they tell me they can't keep up. You know all these people coming out of Toronto who have sold their multi million dollar home and they're going to buy a the same or better home in Fort Erie, but you know they they just cannot keep up with the demand right now. So, you know, is there a supply issue in Fort Erie or tell us about that? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. The The pace has just been unprecedented for the town of Fort Erie. And uh, luckily I did actually pull up some of the numbers that we have from our, uh, from our building permits for the last two years. And something that is really incredible is that we actually are at a point uh, where we, we haven't had our public, a public release yet of our Q4, so our end of year 2021 uh, residential uh, dwelling, uh, dwelling permits. Um, but I can tell you this, though, that if you just compare the first three quarters of 2020 and compare that to the first three quarters of 2021, uh, I've got the number here somewhere. It's, it's been quite the, quite the increase, I believe. So we had 639 uh, permits in 2020, and it was just as of, I believe, November, there was 959. So yeah, about 50% more residential uh, permits. And it's what's incredible is it's the value as well. We, it was about 138 million for all of 2020, and it was about 296 million from that last report uh, back in November. Uh, so we've seen more of a doubling of the, of the value of, of residential uh, permits that have been added to the town. And uh, it's it's not slowing down. I, I know from speaking with my friends over at the building department that uh, you know it's 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 hard for them to catch their breath. And it's uh, it, luckily, I mean, we we still have a lot of um, a lot of different plans. I guess you can say coming down the pipeline for residential developments in uh, in the town of Fort Erie. And um, it, it's you know we we've really got to find a play a place to put all these people. And we just got the uh, two thousand twenty one census data where town of Fort Erie was uh, 30,710 back in 2016, and now 32,900 in, in 2021. So an increase of 7.1%, which was higher than the actual increase 
of 6.7% in Niagara and, and still higher than the 5.8% in Ontario. And I know we were talking about this earlier, but it's uh, it's incredible to see that our growth rate here in Fort Erie is higher than that of the region, meaning that there's actually some people from elsewhere in the region migrating to Fort Erie. And the fact that Fort Erie and the region's population growth have been higher than that of the province is evident evidence of people from across the province moving down here, deciding that, you know, maybe they've had enough of the GTA, maybe they just want to go and experience the, the beautiful vineyards of Niagara or the beautiful beaches of, of, uh, of Bay Beach and Fort Erie uh, coming down this way. And just a comment as well on, uh, on commercial growth, uh, that has not slowed down yet either. If you take just one drive down our main drag, Highway 3 Garrison Road, uh, you'll see commercial developments on either side of the street, um, we, we've got uh, a return of an A&W. I believe there was one a couple decades ago in Fort Erie, but it is now back. So you can get a Papa Burger in town uh, right <laughs> next good. to it. Yeah, That's it's right, <laughs> right next to us. Our first Starbucks. We've got our, our uh, a Taco Bell. Um, and there's just many other places coming down the pipeline. People are seeing the residential growth and these commercial businesses are coming to, to be able to serve those residents. I think, you know, um, Chris and I have been listening to, to updates from different municipalities here in South Niagara. And I really think um, that Fort Erie and I would say Port Coburn have sort of been sleeper communities for the last forever, right? Like just for a long, long time. And I feel like even people here in Niagara are finally discovering those communities. Um, and, and you're right, you just need to take a drive through uh, to, to see some really incredible things. And it's, it's, yes, it's the beaches, but, but, you know, if you go to Crystal Beach, it's all of those amazing restaurants and, and, you know, there's nightlife in Crystal Beach. So there's little shops and it's a really quaint community. And, you know, then you go to Stevensville and it's kind of the same thing. And then you go to Fort Erie proper and it's all of this development. And I, I think that people just, you know, here, even here in Niagara, didn't understand what Fort Erie was. And it, it's kind of finally arrived. And I love to see what's happening there. Um, and, and the residential development is, is fantastic because we, we definitely need it. Um, I guess the, the concern is, you know, housing affordability because, um, you know, the price of a home in Fort Erie um, has really changed over the last two years. And, um, you know, you, you want to make sure that in the plans that you're also taking care of those people who who need affordable housing. So so what's what's the plan around that? Yeah, so the great, uh, you know, definitely it, it is a, a huge issue that we're facing, really not not just the town of Fort Erie, but all, all of Canada and many parts of the world are, are facing that similar issue right now. Um, I believe if you looked uh, towards the end of 2021, uh, the average house in the Niagara region was selling for $748,000, which is just, just mind-boggling compared to what it was just a few years ago. They said that was a 33.4% increase in a year. So, I mean, it's just, it's not like the house is now suddenly more 
scientifically advanced. It's not like the house can now give you a massage, but the house is now priced that much higher just because of the, the demand and supply situation. And luckily, I mean, Fort Erie is still relatively affordable when you compare it to that Niagara region average. Um, so whereas the Niagara region was about 750,000 for a house, Fort Erie was 680,000. So I know it's not the best argument, but we are still relatively more affordable than, than the rest of uh, the region. But um, some of the other things that uh, that we've been doing as a municipality is so uh, the town of Fort Erie has actually uh, completed a housing needs study in order to determine uh, what 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 type of houses we will need. So whether you know we need more uh, com uh, condo buildings, more townhouses, what size um, houses that we need, um, but also how many that we'll need as this as this municipality continues to grow. And so they, they've they formed the, uh, the the housing needs strategy as well to find out what we can do to prepare for for the the, um, the growth that we're experiencing and that we're going to experience. Um, and so there are a lot of things that the town is is uh, is, is doing currently. Um, really, I believe it was uh, I've, I heard this in the previous interview with uh, with Mayor Redekop that there wasn't a single townhouse in Fort Erie before 1997, and now we're seeing a lot more of these types of developments coming in there, which is uh, you know giving more options to those who are looking to find something that might be a little bit smaller and a little bit more affordable. Uh, so we are seeing, uh, I guess, a bit of a shift, and really we're we're starting to see some things uh, that that will be proposed in the next, uh, I believe, in the next few months. Uh, to update some of our some of our uh, our planning rules, so to try to make it easier for people to be able to uh, build these more affordable type houses. And I know even myself, I've met with uh, with a few developers with the Niagara Regional Housing in order to uh, to find ways to to stimulate and increase the amount of affordable housing units in the town of Fort Erie. But ultimately, as the town is working towards this, uh, we we will also lean on our provincial and federal partners as. We know, like, like we mentioned before, this is not something unique to the town of Fort Erie, and we're happy to work with our provincial and federal colleagues to find solutions on, uh, on a grander scale uh, where there might be more funding available to, uh, to be streamlined down to the town for us to help to find uh, ways that we can increase the, the amount of affordable housing for, for Niagara residents. Now, I remember, um, I, I remember reading an article about the town of Fort Erie uh, looking at creating um, an area with uh, little houses? Well, we do have, um, we have had interest in the past from, from certain developers who are looking at, uh, at that, that feasibility. And I know that uh, Fort Erie does have uh, near Black Creek, the, the leisure homes areas where there are some smaller homes that people are able to, to purchase. So we do have some other options. And I but it, it is incredible seeing even the value of, of a lot of those houses has, has gone up quite uh, dramatically. I believe I've seen some of them where they might have been around 200,000 back in 2019 that are selling closer to 400,000 now. Um, but yeah, no, that as you mentioned, that is uh, definitely a part of not just the town of Fort Erie strategy, but really it should be um, for, for the entire province and the entire country to look for some of these all alternative um, types of homes that, that could really, for the for one acre of land, be able to provide many more homes than, you know, traditionally. Uh, I feel like at least back in my hometown of Niagara Lake, it seemed like every house had an acre and that was normal. And we were all spread out and it was a small population and there wasn't a uh, this the same amount of housing demand as we see today, but as times are changing, as our population's growing, um, I, I think that there's there's really going to have to be a lot done at all levels to be able to to yeah. address this issue. And that is part of the challenge. And, and Chris and I have talked about this before, where 
here in Niagara, we've been really spoiled. And you're right, you know, we all have huge backyards and, you know, you're used to having space. And so, uh, you know, last weekend we we talked about the housing market. And we talked about NIMBYism, you know, not in my, my backyard where, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have a beautiful backyard and now someone's proposing a condo development or, you know, a, an apartment complex. And uh, it, it's a hard pill to swallow for the locals. So it is it is that balance of, you know, being able to to build more and and still keep the the vibe, I guess, or, or, or the character, the, uh, mm-hmm. the character. Yeah. For the locals who, who've been here forever. Yeah, no, it's, it's a definite challenge. Um, I think that it's, it's not an easy task for whether it's the council making those final decisions or the planning staff to make those recommendations. Um, it's, 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 it's a tough thing. I mean, there's never been a, a never really been a political leader that's been able to to satisfy 100% of the audience. And there's always going to be some people that will be upset with certain decisions. But um, I think, though, overall, our town's been doing a really, really great job at balancing the growth that we've seen. And, and, uh, but yeah, you definitely, you will always see those, um, those instances where it might be great for the town to have a certain development. But of course, there's always people wishing that it was somewhere else, though, right. and not in their neighborhood, not on their road. And I think of it yeah. almost as like a hot potato getting tossed around, like, well, we got to have it somewhere. But I don't want to hold it. It burns my hands. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Daniel, you know, it was our company's uh, privilege to bring local radio back to Fort Erie. And we've spent uh, uh, almost two million dollars upgrading uh, all our equipment in, in, in Fort Erie there on Craft Road to improve our signal. And, you know, the thing that we've really noticed over these last uh, you know two or three years is just the sheer growth, uh, you know, in that community. And when I look at some of the news stories we run, uh, you know, on, on more FM, the, the passing of the city budget with, uh, you know, a, a very small 2.5% property tax increase and, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the province investing in, in, in your air purification systems down there. There's just so much going on. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we love creating great local radio, uh, you know, for Fort Erie and the surrounding community. So um, congratulations on everything uh, that you and, uh, and all your colleagues and, and council are doing. And, and we are looking forward to better weather, uh, lots of people returning. And I think this is going to be, uh, you know, the summer of the decade, hopefully, as we all feel confident getting out and about once again. So Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. Dolores, was there anything that you wanted to add as we wrap this up? Well, I just thank you, Daniel. Great conversation. Love Fort Erie. Can't wait to get to the beaches, especially when we have a sunny day like today. Um, next week, we're going to welcome Lena DeCellis. She's the manager of economic development for the city of Welland, along with Grant Monday. He's the director of planning and uh, development services for the city. Uh, Welland has been booming for a while with not only new housing developments, but also a robust industrial corridor. What's their secret? We'll find out. To all of our listeners, send us the topics that you're talking about because we want to talk about them too. Thanks again for tuning in and have yourselves a wonderful day.